Nom Nom delivers fresh food with whole ingredients, backed by veterinarian science. Science tells us that a dog's health starts in the bowl. So, improving their diet is one of the best ways to help them live a long and happy life. Nom Nom's food is full of proteins your dog loves and the vitamins and nutrients they need to thrive. All you have to do is order, pour, and serve. Ready to make the switch to fresh? Order Nom Nom today. Go to https colon slash slash trinom.com forward slash curveball and get 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's https colon slash slash t-r-y-n-o-m dot com forward slash curveball. Plus, Nom Nom comes with a money back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. Welcome to the Living the Dream podcast with Curveball. If you believe, you can achieve. Welcome to the Living the Dream with Curveball podcast, a show where I interview guests that teach, motivate, and inspire. Today, I am joined by professor and singer-songwriter Wally Bartfay, known to his students as Rockin' Prof. Wally has had several songs on several charts around the world. He has one up there right now called Ball and Chain, so we're going to be talking to him about his career and everything that he's up to. So, Wally, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, my pleasure to be here, Curtis, and uh, thanks so much for having me on your show. Much appreciated. Absolutely. Why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I'm uh, well, I'm a prof here at Ontario Tech uh, University. It's located in uh, Oshawa, Ontario, Canada, and you introduced me as a rockin' prof. Um, that that came about, uh, oh, it's been around that, that sort of nickname for about 10 years or, or so because I like to often begin lectures and so forth to break the ice with a little bit of music because music is a universal language and uh, especially for first-year students when they're coming in and there's large classes, first time sitting in a big auditorium, big lecture hall. So I use music as a way to sort of break the ice, get everybody calm, get everybody a certain vibe created in class. And uh, and then they started to call me the rock and prof. So uh uh, th- that that's how that that particular name uh, started. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell the listeners uh, what you teach. Yeah. Well, I, I teach currently. I'm teaching a 12 week course this summer. In fact, uh, in public health, I teach public health and uh, and epidemiology um, at, at the university in the Faculty of uh, Health Sciences uh, over here. I also do research related to uh, or have done some research uh, related to music therapy and uh, how it benefits uh, patients with uh, with dementia. And uh, that's really a personal connection for me because my, my dad, who passed away last year, unfortunately suffered from vascular dementia. There's about a hundred different types of dementia. And 
uh, at first you lose your short-term memory and then it's only the long-term memory. And, uh, you know, he would often forget who my mother was and they were married 61 years uh, when she walked in the room and so forth. And we always tried to kind of stimulate his memories with pictures and so forth. And uh, one thing that, that really helped him connect and, and make him in a good mood and smile and, and uh, reconnect with his environment was was music and we i used to sing folk songs with him and then he would start singing and you can see that his mode his mood and so forth would would uh would change and he would be uh very pleasant and he he you could see the the joy because these songs were often associated with a lot of pleasant memories uh, in his life um i've also uh, done some work uh, here at Ontario Shores Center for Mental Health Sciences. There's a clinical demonstration unit that specializing specializes in uh, dementia. There's a hundred different types of dementia. Alzheimer's is the most prominent. Uh, we've done music therapy with them uh, as some sort of baseline, uh, and we and we try to uh, decrease the amount of BPSDs. And BPSDs is just a clinical abbreviation for behavioral and psychological symptoms of dementia. So once patients start getting advanced dementia, uh, they often have su sundowning where they get more agitated and more nervous and uh, pacing and aggression and and things like that. And uh, the way and and the way that they typically deal with it clinically is through medications. And medications have a lot of side effects, especially in uh, you know in these senior senior patients. But music therapy is non-pharmacological. Uh, there's no side effects. And what we did is, uh, because some of these patients, you can't actually put headphones on them, unfortunately, because touching them um, sets off aggression or agitation. You can't even put name bands on them, typical patient name bands when dementia becomes advanced because they find it very uh, irritating for them to have it. So we couldn't use headphones, but we use parabolic speakers. And parabolic speakers... Uh, if you're not familiar with them, they're, they're really directional speakers. You, you'll, you'll see them being used at crosswalks and so forth. So people can't see it or, or hear the sounds uh, out of that crosswalk. But once you're in that zone, you can pick up the sound. So it doesn't really disturb other patients. You can, you can make it very directional. And we took baseline measures and we created with their family some playlists of their favorite song. It could be rhythm and blues, jazz, gospel, country, you name it, whatever they, they, they liked. And, uh, and did baseline measures in terms of how many BPSDs they had. And then did the music interventions for 30 minutes at a time once a day. And then afterwards as well to see how long the effects were. And music therapy, uh, we found at least some of the preliminary research we've done, uh, really decreased the amount of BPSDs and the need, uh, you know, for, um, uh, for, 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 uh, doing, giving medications to, to calm down the, the, these patients. Uh, also, uh, we did cost benefit analysis so we can save money in terms of staff having to deal with them. Uh, you know, we can decrease them, make them and increase their, their, their quality of life. And my first real clinical experience uh, with a patient who had Alzheimer's was back in the 80s, actually, in uh, in Montreal, at the Douglas Hospital in, in Montreal. And uh, I was reading a patient's chart, and her uh, daughter was there. And I noticed that she was a piano player, and, I, and she was in a wheelchair. And she was very disconnected uh, from her environment. 
much like my dad was. And uh, we wheeled her to the, to the piano, put her, put her hands on the piano. And then she, when she felt the key, she started to play. And uh, she just played and played and played for like an hour and a half. And her daughter was crying. It was very emotional. And uh, uh, she woke up. She can see the joy in her, in her face that music brought her. And the only reason we had to stop her from playing was, uh, was because lunch was being served in the other room. <laughs> so, uh, but that was my first experience with, with music therapy. So I've also done some, uh, some research, um, looking at the benefits of music, um, you know, not just for listening and, and giving us pleasure and dancing too and so forth, but, uh, uh but also helping, uh, some, some patients with neurological disorders and, uh, things like, uh, dementia and Alzheimer's disease. So that's a little bit of background for uh, on me, Curtis. Yeah. So tell us about the type of music that you write and sing. So if somebody listen to you, what can they expect to hear? What genre? Yeah. So I, I'm I'm kind of a hybrid. When I was a young lad uh, growing up, um, I used to listen to a lot of rock and uh, things like the Stones and Bruce Springsteen and, and Fleetwood Mac and Tina Turner, who unfortunately just passed away. My mom was a big Tina Turner fan. And in the basement, I uh, uh, used to play air guitar. And I really wanted to learn to play guitar. And I, I couldn't afford one until I was 14. So I took on odd jobs, working in my uncle's garage, pumping gas, changing tires, cutting lawns, whatever I can do. And I bought my first secondhand guitar for 50 bucks Canadian and uh, learned it on my own and some other instruments as well. And uh, so I have some little bit of rock background, but also country because we listen to a lot of country. Uh, being a Canadian, of course, Gordon Lightfoot. <clears throat> we listen to a lot of Gordon Lightfoot who also passed away uh, this year. Unfortunately, uh, Alabama Eagles, um, Dunham Brooks, you know, the, the, these were guys that were kind of staples in my life. So I, I would put my genre down as country rock. Yeah. Okay. Well, you definitely talked about some of the influences that you have. That that, that was one of my uh, next questions, but you, you've had songs on the chart <laughs> worldwide. Yeah. So kind of tell us about that and tell us how that felt. Yeah, so about five months now, I connected with a gentleman called Stephen Wrench and Wayne Killis up at the Music and the Film, Music with a K, out in Nashville, Tennessee. And I actually met Stephen on Facebook, sent him a couple of my songs and, uh, he, you know, studio recording in that studio in my basement studio. And he said, uh, you know, you need to uh, polish it a little bit more in a professional studio with a professional audio engineer. And he said he thinks he has some potential. So I sent him some of my songs and uh, we recorded th uh, three of them to date. Uh, all three of them that, that um, Stephen and, and Wayne did uh, for me that, that they produce have charted. The first one was um, She's the Boss from Hell. Uh, it hit the top five on World Indie and Euro Indie. And then there was uh, It's Friday Night, which is still charting right now. It hit number two on the World Indie chart uh, two weeks ago and uh, number five, I believe, again, on the Euro Indie. And my newest was just released about two weeks ago, a little less than two weeks, called Ball and Chain. And uh, Ball and Chain is also uh, charting on both the World Indie and Euro Indie music charts. So I'm quite excited about that. Uh, you know, really excited about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, you talked about the, uh, the famous person that you 
work with, but uh, what what are some of the other people that have a name that you've worked with in the past, and and who do you hope to work with in the future? Oh God, they, uh, you know when I when I first started to play um, music, it was actually in Christmas concerts and things as as a, as a kid. You know, something like 10, 12 years old, we were performing in. Uh, in nursing homes in a place called Chattagui, Quebec. And ironically, that nursing home, we used to volunteer at Christmas time, uh, play some Christmas tunes for the seniors there. And also a lot of veterans uh, were there uh, with my cousin Irene, my sister Kathy, and my mom and my aunts would would, would bake some, uh, you know, cookies and cakes and things for the patients. And uh, that was my really first exposure to to music. And uh, ironically, that's where my my dad, the same nursing home that we were volunteering during the kind of the first performances that I did, uh, that's where my dad was, and that's where my dad passed away last year too in the same nursing home. So you know, life life comes full circle. And then when I was in the um, my college days, early college days, I had a friend called Danny Arsenault. We used to play in coffee houses quite a bit. Uh, Danny unfortunately passed uh, mm-hmm. as 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 well. Uh, but uh, those were uh, really, really good memories. And then for a long time, I haven't had a lot of uh, live performances uh, because of, you know, school and marriage and kids and what have you and career. And I really picked up the guitar again during COVID. COVID was a time we were locked up here in Canada and couldn't go out. And I saw the guitar one day, you know, kind of dusted off, dusted it off, tuned it up and just started to write songs again. And you know, wrote uh, something like 30 songs, uh, you know, in the past little while. Uh, and uh, like I said, in the past five months, things have just been on fire. So, uh, you know, I'm really happy about that. I'm really on fire. Yeah. You most definitely are. So what <laughs> what do you have coming up that the listeners need to know about? Well, I'm working on an album and it's, it's called Timeless. So a lot of these songs have a a time kind of component reminiscing about the good old days or wish you could go back in time. You know, what would you change if you, if you were the Lord would give you five more minutes, what, what would you change? So it's, it's kind of like time themed uh, songs. So I have about eight of them. Now I have uh, four kind of worked out in the rough and I hope to record that in the upcoming months. Uh, like right now I'm, I'm busy of course with uh, teaching and so forth, but I hopefully in the fall I'll have a little bit more time to do some uh, more work with uh, Stephen and Wayne out in Nashville and produce and release a couple more songs. And uh, so I'm working on an album, uh, Timeless, but uh, you know, there's, there's three singles out on it already. So it's, it's a good start. Certainly a good start. Yeah. Okay, well, so that listeners can keep up with everything that you're up to, throw out your contact information if you have any websites or how can we listen to your music? Yeah, I I, I, I could send it to you, but I'm on everything. So, you know, music's on Spotify, Apple Music. I'm on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, LinkedIn, you name it, I'm on it. So uh, I'm everywhere. So literally just, you know, Google my name and music and I'll pop up or whatever platform you want to find me on. I'm, I'm there. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I know that Ball and Chain song is pretty hot. So <laughs> tell the listeners uh, about the concept about it. And if you want to do a little sample, feel free, but definitely let us know about the concept and how you came up with it. 
Yeah, so ball, ball and chain is a metaphor. So, you know, people have different interpretations of, of music, but I, I think of it as a metaphor. It could be a metaphor for jo your job. It could be a metaphor for a relationship, you know, feeling tied down, like, a, you know, having that that ball and chain connected to you, always being dragged down, always being somewhat controlled, and you need to break free. So that that's what the song's about, you know, getting, getting free, moving on with your life. Uh, you know, realizing that you're being tied down and you just need to move on. That, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Okay. Well, close us out with some final thoughts that you have for the listeners. Maybe something that I forgot to talk about that you would like to touch on or just any final thoughts you have for the listeners. Yeah, it's um, I, I, just a little bit more on, on that music therapy. I think we're we're just rediscovering some of the benefits of music. I mean, music can make us, you know, cry, it can make us happy, it can make us dance. But, you know, this this concept of music therapy as a non-pharmacological intervention is really just in its infancy and starting to be rediscovered. And if you start looking at the history of it, uh, the ancient Greeks, for example, used music therapy to promote sleep and pain. Uh, Hindu healers and yoga masters various indigenous populations here in North America and Australia and Africa use singing and repetitive drumming, chanting as part of their healing practices, uh, you know, and, uh, and even in ancient Chinese medicine is, is really music uh, is, is really central to it. In fact, the Chinese character uh, for medicine, um, if you look for happiness, and uh, you look at music the, the, and, and you look at uh, the Chinese character for music and happiness are actually identical. And the Chinese character for medicine is that particular um, character with a line on top, a, a horizontal line with two dashes. And that's a symbol for medicine. So they're all they're all connected. You know, we, we've had this for thousands of years. You know that this has been in use, and only now we're starting to uh, to rediscover it. You know, some of the other other things that, that music is is uh, another form of music therapy is called bi binaural beat therapy, and their uh, binaural beats are these auditory illusions, where you if you put on a pair of headphones, for example, in one year it's three ten hertz, and in the other year it's say three hundred hertz. So the difference is ten. Well, the human ear can't detect that 10 hertz. It's only 20 to about 20,000 hertz that we can hear. But it creates this auditory, you know, um, sort of illusion in your head. And if it's played over time, it synchronizes with your brain waves and can alter brain activity. And there's a lots of different types of gamma and theta and alpha and beta waves, um, you know, if for different states of alertness and can help us with pain and sleep and so forth. And these are only things that we're only starting to to rediscover now. So I think it has a lot of, you know, mu music can touch us on lots of dimensions, on lots of emotions and lots of levels. It can make us dance. It can make us feel great. But it, music is also medicine, you know, for the heart, the mind and the soul, I would argue. So, you know, uh, music has always been central in my life and I hope and I hope it will continue to be. Uh, you know, an integral part of what I'm doing moving forward as well. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, check out Wally Boyfay, especially that new song, Ball and Chain is hot. Check out everything that, that he's up to and going to be up to. 
If you have any guests or suggestion topics, see Jackson102 at Cox.net is the place to send them. Please be sure to follow, rate, review, share this episode to as many people as possible. As usual, thank you for listening. And Wally, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence today. Yeah, much appreciated, Curtis. Ple- pleasure to be here. For more information on the Living the Dream podcast, visit www.djcurveball.com. Until next time, stay focused on living the dream.